0: Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is taken from this gospel lesson, this great catch that Peter had, and these fish that he hauled on in that were so abundant. He had been fishing all night long, didn't catch anything. Here it was in the daytime, anybody knows anything about fishing knows full well, The good fishing is at night time, not during the heat of the day. But Jesus tells Peter, cast his nets. And miraculously, so abundant was the catch that they were actually in sinking. These boats were sinking from the weight of the fish itself. We read on with these words. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Here ends our text. This is quite a story. What was peter actually learning as he sat on that seashore and heard jesus first preaching his message and then where he found this incredible miracle taking place before his eyes it was what the people of nazareth had probably heard as well and began to have to understand that this guy this man this person who was in every respect as human as every other person in that time and that era and even today. Was also the very second person of the Trinity, the incarnate Son of God come from heaven. And when he came from heaven, he came with not just his own opinions, but he came with divine heavenly authority. He said it to those people in Nazareth that he had come for the purpose of pronouncing good news for the poor. These are those people who have no merit, no worth of their own before God. Good news for them. People who are in prison, he said. The people who could not escape the bonds of their own sinful natures or the condemnation that came as a result of their own sins are behind the bars. He could not in any way but hold back and tell the good news to all these people who were oppressed. Yeah, they understood it from the Romans, but oppression is far worse than that. It has to do with the fact that we cannot get beyond that door of death because we live under fear and the fear that comes as a result of our fall into sin. Jesus was there according to his office to declare the good news And he was both the person and also the message. Those two things going together. This person of the Messiah had come to pronounce some really incredible news to the people in Nazareth. They heard it. It sat there in the background of what he was saying. He said, in those days when there were no prophets in Israel except for Elisha, when Naaman the Syrian came, everybody in, lots of people in Israel had leprosy, but only Naaman the Syrian was cleansed. And in those days of great famine in the land of Israel, the prophet was sent not to anybody in Israel, but to a widow in Zarephath, a woman who was a Gentile. And in that message of Jesus, This wonderful news was that, the good news, the gospel news, the deliverance of the people who were poor and in prison, those who were oppressed, that that message would also be for Gentiles, those outside of this Jewish wall, this Gentile world in which we were included and a part of. It was also some rather interesting news because this Messiah, was also come for the purpose of calling disciples, calling disciples who would also have authority like his own authority. And even though the persons that he would call were going to be sinful and weak human beings, amazingly, these individuals that he would call like Peter, what did he say to Peter? Thou art Peter... And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That somehow mysteriously the authority of this son of God who came from heaven for the purpose of forgiving sins. And releasing people from the prisons of their anxieties and their doubts and their fears. This same one would also give to men an authority to be able to pronounce the forgiveness of their sins. But. We don't believe it, do we? We don't believe just like those people of Nazareth because deep down underneath it all, we really don't think that our sinful natures are all that big of a problem. We can, of course, look to other people and we can compare ourselves to other people. We say we're not as bad as other people. We look at the fact that we're just living on and our life seems to go on without so much as even much of a blimp as a result of, all of our own sinful failings and weaknesses, and everybody else is kind of in the same boat. But we don't really look deep down inside and see a person who is under the wrath of God, a person who is behind bars and cannot escape the bars of death itself. We don't really believe, do we? We don't really believe. Just like Peter who could say, oh, you know, this Jesus is a great man. Why well, Jesus even went and healed Peter's mother. Yeah, here she was. She had an, a fever. And Jesus simply laid his hands on her and he healed her. And that was the kind of Jesus that we all like to be able to see. Somebody who takes care of people who are sick or makes lame people walk. But when it comes down to that question, is he truly the Son of God who has descended from heaven and with divine authority has the power to be able to take away our guilt and our punishment, has the power to be able to redeem and give to us a life that will never end in eternity in the presence of God for all time? Is he really administering all the treasures of heaven? No. We don't believe that. At least something inside of us has a hard time being able to accept it. But do we see what really is taking place here? That like Peter, we cannot believe that we actually have been called into service to be a part of this kingdom of God on earth. And as Peter might say to himself, you know, catching fish was easy. Catching men will be impossible. Yet Peter began to realize that it was not up to us. It was the word of God that was going to accomplish this. So we say to our unbelief, we say to our hearts that have a hard time accepting to our hearts and our minds they have a hard time believing this, believe it. Believe because, yes, the start of all faith is when we recognize who we really are. When Peter saw all those fish swimming into his net when he began to realize as they pulled him into the boat that this was a miraculous thing. Peter's first reaction was to turn to him and to say, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Yeah, faith starts by us realizing that we cannot on our own ever accomplish these things that we need so badly to be able to have the riches, the riches that Christ gives to us, that avail before God. That we cannot on, on our own by any means escape these bars of death that are in front of us. That only he can remove them. And that above all that we are unworthy people who do not deserve them. And that God chooses out of his grace and mercy to do everything for us. Out of his grace and mercy without Any merit or worthiness on our part. The beginning of faith starts with those words, depart from me Lord for I am a sinful man. Believe because the person who bears the office is nothing, whereas the office is everything. This past week, we saw something rather Well, strange. Here we had a man who was a citizen just like you and me. He is a man who bears the same nature and sinful nature that we bear, and yet when he stepped into an office, something happened. In that office, he assumed a power and an authority which was not his, but which belonged to the office itself. We are to believe because this office which Jesus gave to Peter and the apostles and which has now been given to men, this office of the ministry is also given here and now. And it is not the man. The man is weak. The man is sinful. The man is unworthy of it. But it is the office that comes from heaven because Christ is the one who gives the authority. And when those words are spoken to you, in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. Those words are the words of heaven and command all hearts, as Martin Luther used to say, command all hearts to believe. Believe, because these are the very words of the one who has come from heaven, the very words of the one who has brought the gospel message to you and to me even here today. But I want you to believe also for another thing, another reason. And that is, in the same way in which you and I have been called to become Christians when we were made into Christians, God gave to us also in office. You see, as baptized children of God, we also have an authority that comes from heaven. And it is a marvelous and wondrous authority that we oftentimes do not believe because we look into the mirror and see the kind of person that we are. We don't realize, but we should. That as God's children, we have the right to be able to speak to the hearts of the poor, of those people who are in despair over who they are, those people who are languishing in their own sinful natures and in their guilt and they cannot escape it. We have the right to be able to go up to the door of death with those who are languishing behind those bars and who are afraid of the day that they're going to die. And we can speak words of peace to them, not just because of who we are, not just because of a message that we once heard, but because we are and have been given the privilege and the honor of being citizens in the kingdom of God. Yes, this office of the ministry is one thing. It is given for the purpose of consoling the hearts of people. But it is not the only way whereby this authority of the kingdom of God comes among men. It also is something which is been given to you. And you can speak those words of forgiveness and deliver the poor from their oppression. You are the people who can also speak words of comfort into the hearts of people with the Holy Spirit working through you. God chooses to use people through which the message of the gospel will be passed. Today, something happened that was far, far greater than even this installation, this induction, this placing of a man into the office of the presidency of the United States. Today, a little child by the name of Rachel Ann Croc was made a member and a citizen of the kingdom of God. She was given not only the forgiveness of her sins, but she was given the rights to be able to claim all the treasures of heaven and the right to be able to speak those words of forgiveness and divine love into the hearts of people all the way until the day that we enter into paradise ourselves. So bear this in mind that God has called you out of the darkness of this world and he has made you into his children and he has given you not the obligation but the privilege of being able to speak words of forgiveness into the hearts of men. Not long after this, Jesus went to a place where he was teaching all these people And they were just gathered around. And in fact, he was in a house, and there were so many there that people couldn't even get through. They brought a man who was a paralytic, and they laid him on a stretcher. And since they couldn't get to Jesus, they went up on top of a roof, and they took off the tiles on the roof, and they lowered him by a rope down to where Jesus was. Jesus looked at the man, and he said, Your sins are forgiven. Oh, they grumbled. Who has the right to be able to say thy sins are forgiven? Jesus said that you might know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I say unto you, rise, take up your bed, and go home. And he did. What was the greatest miracle? Was it that man walked and was healed? Or was it that his sins truly Were forgiven, that he became rich, that the bars of his own mortality were broken, that the oppression of fear and hell were taken away. That was the greater thing and that is the authority which God has also given to you to share with the world that is impoverished and imprisoned and living in oppression, whether they know it or not. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. May this peace of God surpasses all human understanding. Guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.